Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today, uh, before we get started, I wanted to um, let you all know that there is a conference coming up called the Misfits Theology Conference, and it will be uh, held on September 20th and 21st at Christ Church, which is Father Everett's church here in Tulsa. And um, a friend of ours, uh, Gabriel Gordon, is putting that on. Misfits Theology Club is an online uh, blog where many different people from different denominations come in and, and uh, blog for it. Uh, so you can look that up. You can Google it, or it's, I believe it's themisfitstheologyclub.com. And uh, Father Everett blogs for that. And then at the conference, uh, Father Tom will be speaking there. So uh, you can go on Facebook and look up Misfits Theology Club uh, for tickets. Again, that's September 20th and 21st here in Tulsa, and hopefully we'll see you there. All right, today we're going to talk about something that is a cheeky phrase, maybe a little cliche, <laughs> um, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'm still trying to figure out how to say this, or actually I'm figuring out how to title this episode, but the question is, would Jesus be upset that we started a religion in his name, even though Christians and Christ isn't in his name, that's a title, <laughs> <laughs> but I think everyone gets the idea, and I'm, I'm guessing many of you have heard this before. I have uh, probably said this a couple of times, and then I'm thinking about it, and it's like, well, do I really know what that means, or is that really what I meant to say, or do I really know more about that? So um, if you're like me and have rattled this off and that kind of cool, hey, Jesus would be mad, <laughs> then uh, let's we're going to talk about this today. So um, Tom, would Jesus be upset that we started, quote, Christians, close quote, <laughs> Christianity, I mean? I knew you were going to ask me first. <laughs> Sorry, are you still no, Googling? I, Hold no, on. <laughs> I, uh, I think that the answer is yes and no. There's a um, deep pause there. Yes, he would have... <laughs> He would have a lot of problem with what a lot of the people who are claiming to follow him are doing. Yeah. Um, and I think he does have a problem with it. But I don't think that... It depends on what you mean by religion. If you, if you mean a shared communal practice of faith, then no. He wouldn't have a problem with it. And he said that he was coming to fulfill the law. Um, he was himself a part of the Jewish religion. I don't think I don't think he saw the church or his disciples as being um, distinct from that, but fulfilling it. He was the fulfillment of the law, the implementation of the or the perfection of of what was to come i guess you'd say 
to twist or use Paul's language. So he was he was a part of a share a communal practice. He had a faith that he practiced. The early disciples kept that practice going. Um, they were following the like Peter when he's waiting for Cornelius to meet Cornelius uh, in Acts. I think it's thirteen. He's up on the rooftop praying at noon, mm-hmm. and that was the practice of the Jewish people. They kept up these this cycle of prayer, and so in all institutions have a bad name in our country right now. It's mm-hmm. not cool to be a part of an institution. Mm-hmm. Except so, for the institution of fundamentally drained. <laughs> yeah. So God. it gets a lot of. We're making institutions great again, right? Yeah. Now. Oh God! I want to have nothing to do with that comment, or I disavow that comment publicly. Oh man! So, but they have no. Um, Sorry, Tom. <laughs> there is no. There's. It's cool to say stuff like that because nobody likes institutions. I'm spiritual, not religious. Yeah. So are we? Are we? Are we messianic Jews? Well, so not in the modern usage of that word, okay. no. But right. in the early usage of the word, yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they wouldn't even say that. All Jews would call themselves Messianic Jews because all Jews are waiting for the Messiah. But we have the Messiah has come. Oh, interesting our, thought. There, that's so, our okay. faith statement. You know, that's who Jesus was and is. Could but we, he's more than that too. Could we have kept the way? I mean it. A lot better ring to it, you know. A lot cooler. <laughs> Are you saying we need to work on our, our branding? There's a little bit of an image issue we have, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> well, I, so let me let me jump in on this, um, throw out my two cents. Um, so this is a real simplification of the first 100 years of history of the Christian church. But by and by and large, many of the early Christians were Jews um, who believed that Jesus was the Messiah. Right, and um, it was it, you know many um, historians would say that it was really um, after seventy A.D. So seventy A.D. is when the Romans come and they ransack and destroy Jerusalem. And one of the things they do is they destroy the temple. And the temple was one of the, the hearts of Jewish um, worship. Right. Um, and so suddenly everything, you know, is, is, is sort of changed. So if we, if we even, like, think of just a real simple um, thing, like if, if, you know, you're at St. Patrick's, and let's say St. Patrick's burns to the ground, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got to sit there and, 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 and rebuild and restart, Um you know, you can't just go back to what you already had. And so in some ways, without without temple there, um, how do you how do you worship um, Jesus? And so the the thought is is that really after seventy AD is where the major split between Judaism and Christianity um, happens. Oh, interesting, because even at that time uh, up to seventy AD, and it talks about this in Acts too, Paul and the other, we'll just say Christians, um, were going back to the temple. Yeah. And worshiping everyone. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were in synagogues and temples, and so you know they would gather on Saturday and they would still participate in the the pilgrimage feasts and things like that. Um, and but you know the thing they added was Sunday morning worship to proclaim the resurrection, and so they would gather early on Sunday morning and and proclaim the resurrection. Nice, nice, uh, Tom. Let's jump back and go backwards for a little bit for education purposes. What is Messianic Judaism? Well, so there's this whole movement. Uh, it, you know, it's Messianic Messianic Judaism. It's uh, mostly Christians who and some Jewish people who have come. You mean Messianic Christians? Messianic Christians, yeah. So is that what come, it is? Is that what it's called? Yeah. I've had someone introduce themselves as a Messianic Jew before. So that usually means that they are a Jewish person who, you know, who's biologically, ancestrally Jewish, but they have come to believe in Christ Jesus as the Messiah. Okay. And they're trying, and so they're keeping their, the Jewish practice while, um, you know, acknowledging Jesus as the Messiah. So, um, but... It's kind of a rest. It's it's another restoration movement in a long line of restoration movements that have been going on since the reform. Um, so it and so Paul in the early church when Paul said to you know when they had that first council of Jerusalem to decide if Gentiles need to be circumcised, they said. Right. Um, you know, all we wanted them to do is to abstain from meat, eat, you know, blood sacrificed to idols, and uh, there's something else. But the point is, all these Gentiles did not have to become Jewish to start following Jesus. Right. Circumcision, and, kosher eating, and Sabbath observation. Right. Or, or observance, right. So they came as as Roman Romans into faith, they came as Corinthians into faith, they came as whatever. And so they still had their culture, they still had a faith practice. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's to me, that's the whole point of we're ignorant of we're generally ignorant of the early church. We're generally ignorant of what they were doing, how they were doing it. Um, the we know they did not use instruments though. Uh, so I think there were symbols. Uh, that is a perfect example of the debate and bells. Uh, hold on here. Don't they have we whistles? Have, we, have, we assume that we have, we've assumed this narrative of history that fits with modern philosophy and anti anti Catholicism. A lot of things that since the 1900s that early in the 1800s that um, it started out as real simple and it got more complex hmm. an anti sort of anti-ritualism yes and then in like 1890 whatever um, British historian discovers the Didache which the Orthodox Church never lost it was written maybe as early as 90 AD it's the teachings and the teachings of the apostles. Right. So it's an early Christian work. And we see from this work of Gentile Christians 
that the early church, to use modern language, was liturgical. They had a, a practice already established. They had um, actions, they had rituals, they had the things that we would normally ascribe to those Catholics, Episcopalians, Orthodox. They were doing those things early in the life of the church. And it takes 50 years for stuff, discoveries to hit the academy, and then it takes another 50 years for those things to hit uh, popular culture. And so it started hitting the academy, 1950s, 60s, started hitting the culture. Ah, you know, after that, it's where we got Vatican II, that and other, it's called liturgical renewal. That's why we got the new prayer book in the Episcopal Church, and it's what started the, the downfall of the Episcopal Church. Oh, yeah. here we go. <laughs> and new it's prayer what, book. It's what started the. Uh, oh gosh, I forgot the name of it. In the evangelical world, the um, what are the name of all those? Like Brian, emergent church. Emergent church. Oh, okay, that's why. Oh, interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. So that's where all emergent church came from. Was the Didache? Or what'd you call it? The did well, it's the same historical movement hmm. that sprang from the discovery of these ancient or these early Christian manuscripts. Right. The same historical movement that brought us Vatican II, the new prayer book, mm-hmm. also brought right. us the emergent church because it's based on a realization of a fundamental misunderstanding of what the early church was doing. You see how and you so, did that there, Everett? Fundamental. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and so messi the modern day messianic Jewish movement is sort of building on that, and it's it's kind of a ritualized approach to trying to capture the practice of the early Christian church. But to me, there's always a danger. I'm always nervous about restoration movements, and that. That's a bigger question, maybe for another um, podcast. I feel like I've really gotten on on a weird tangent. I thought you did pretty good. I actually was okay. shocked when you came back around to Messianic Jews. I was like, "Wow, that was really good." You kind of zoned well, out it, there. <laughs> we 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 spent most of our time talking about Judaism, which obviously is a huge part of the early church. But the other part um, is really kind of pagan cult worship. Um, in which the, the the emperor, the Roman emperor, was worshipped as a god, mm-hmm. um, and 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 which you know many gods were worshipped, and so in various towns, you know, we we've learned about you know Greek and Roman god and the mythologies and such in in school, um, and for many of them, that's their um, you know that's that's the practice, and so Jesus, so Christians are not only sort of um, in some ways walking away from Judaism because they believe that Jesus is the Messiah. They also walk away from Roman culture worship because they believe that Jesus is Lord. Um, and, and if Jesus is Lord, then Caesar is not. And, um, and so there was also this sort of, um, idol worship that was, you know, this is, and, and in some of Paul's letters, like, especially like, like, look at the letter to the Corinthians. I mean, this is one of the very issues that Paul is talking about when he says, should I should we eat meat that's been sacrificed to idols or not? Right. Um, and it's because the Christians are, are also confronting 
and, that, and, and, and the reason many Christians got into trouble in, in Jewish circles, they get in trouble because they would say Jesus is Messiah, and that was blasphemous. And then in other circles, that, you know, they would also say Jesus is Lord, and um, at that point, they're, they're guilty of treason. Right. Um, so, but the yes, but the the thing that people assume based on what you just said, everything you said is true. But when you say they came you. out of they came out of their pagan practice, what we what happens in our American, especially if you're evangelical mind, okay, they came out of their pagan practice. Oh, and then they make this mental leap to how they worship on Sunday morning at like a modern evangelical church. And then they say, oh, that means they were worshiping like me. And that's not, they still kept their fundamental approach to faith. They've just changed the, the God they're worshiping. So, right. so they're, they're not participating in the city-state festival to Diana of the Ephesians. Instead, <laughs> they're participating in the city-state festival of the city of the king of Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem. Their, their sacrifice is not the cow that they would have followed the pagan priests in procession into Diana's temple, but it's instead Jesus on the cross. The meal is the Eucharist and the food that went along with it as you gathered on the first day of the week. They were called atheists by the early um, right. Romans because they weren't participating in the feasts of their city-state. Because they were part of another city-state. And so, but they were still following those cycles of worship and that style of worship. Does that make sense? You'd, it, it does, but you, you, when you started out with evangelicals, you, you kind of went into um, the first century of how they worshiped. So you were saying, let, let's break that down a little bit. What you were saying is that they had... Um, I guess I lost where your tie-in was to evangelicals. So you're saying in first century cities would on whatever day, I think you said Sunday, would or participate. Whenever they're having their big festival. Right, or, would participate in the city-state worship of their local temple. You said it was who, mm -hmm. Diana, whatever. Diana in Ephesus. Yep. For yeah, okay, example. there you go. So in Ephesus, it was Diana. And they everyone would participate in that because she was a god. And that was their festival, and they would do a Eucharist, a meal, and everything like that. Is that what you were saying? And well, they would do. They would give thanks, which is what Eucharist means. Right. Diana was their patron god, so every city, state, or city had a different patron, patron god. Right. Yeah. And so the, but my point was, we make this mental leap because we've heard so long the early church was just simple and basic. They met in a house church. You know, and they opened up their NIV Bible and had, you know, <laughs> bacon-wrapped uh, jalapeno peppers. But they don't... What? That's not what was going on. Right. I mean, they were meeting in their places. They were closing their doors. Um, the early church, or the early pagans were calling them cannibals. Right. Because they're mm. not sacrificing a bull. We hear they're sacrificing a human in there. Mm. Well, and, and this is an it was, I, this, it was weird by our standards, is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. And and I think this were one of the things. Like again, um, our, our 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 friend Gabriel, you know, his big thing is is on the house churches and such. And and 
and first and, and, and second century Christianity, when you're an enemy of the state, um, your worship is, is, is largely private, right? You're not, mm-hmm. you're not building churches and it's because, um, you, you know, to gather publicly in that way would have put you at the risk of being arrested and, and killed. Um, but, but also, um, they were, you know, for, for a good number of years, they're also gathering in synagogues and temples, uh, before, before the, you know, sort of real official split happened. So, there's also this sense of, well, why do we need to build that? Um, you know, why, why do we need to duplicate, you know, something? And, and so there is this sense in which development occurs, but it's, it's, there's nothing nefarious about the development. And I think sometimes people look back to this, either from like an evangelical world who sits there and says, like Tom said, like, Oh well, we used to sit there and sing three songs and have a sermon and then go home, mm-hmm. um, and then and 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 then you know somehow we took it over and it became this ritualized thing, um, or we have the simple thing and and we sit there and go, oh well, these developments are are, are an anachronistic break from what the early church wants, and we just need to go back into you know gathering eight to a, a, a you know eight person churches and, and, and homes. I think both of those sort of do a, a disservice to um, history and the development of tradition. We've gotten into focusing on liturgical <laughs> and worship styles. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, and that's, that's cool. Um, do I hear a part three coming? No, just kind of, M- uh, well, I want to, the reason, up, uh, the reason why bit. that's where we focus is because if you say religion, that's where you go. That's where you go. Right, right. So I, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, going back to this uh, original question and just to see where this points us, because is that phrase, uh, would this have upset Jesus? Um, because at the same time, and Ever just alluded to this, of this could have been something to where the synagogue was used for worship, and then eventually it just everyone was converted and it's still called Judaism, but we are Christ followers or something to that effect. I mean, not that that would, <clears throat> not, obviously that didn't happen, um, but that's what it came to. And then when the temples was destroyed, it spread everything out kind of, and went, everyone kind of tend to went different ways. Or as you said, they began meeting in homes of fear of persecution and so on um, for that. So I think I, 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 if I hear what you're saying, the question is: Is did Jesus? You know, going back to Jesus, intend to start a religion? Right. I think. I think in one answer, the, the answer is no, um, because he he came to fulfill. Right, and so this is so this is this is a break in academic world. So you have folks like like N. T. Wright and others, kind of the New Paul movement, who argue for that there's a linear connection between Judaism and Jesus. And the bulk of, of, of Protestant um, Protestant theology has been that there was a sharp break in the right that Jesus is essentially creating a new line. And so Wright would sit there and say, no, Jesus is continuing along the spectrum. Traditional mm-hmm. Protestant argument would say, no, in fact, Jesus was and was starting something wholly new. Right. Right. I mean, um, I wouldn't assume that Jesus would come for, um, well, this is kind of funny to say this because he says, but further division. 
And I mean that, which is kind of funny because he says he's going to divide everybody, (laughs) right? Mother and father or, or, you know, and so on. But um, to further divide the practice of, you know, Jesus was a Jew. Jesus was a Pharisee. I don't think his point was to come and say, no one's a Pharisee. No one's a Jew anymore. Let's do this differently. You know, that's the kind of thing. It's like, I'm going to write this differently, and, and we're going to head off in a new direction, <laughs> even though he did say he would cause division in families and so on. But that's what I hear of, like, when someone was upset, um, when, when he was, sorry, when Jesus would be upset that we started religion. I don't think that that was the point. The point was to take humanity and make it into new humanity and a new creation and uh, and fulfilling what had been there all along would get us to this point and that's what he said he has done Does that make sense yes <laughs> it's the just an awkward pause after saying something <laughs> all right well, I think I think let me let me let me. This might be a parallel. The, the The revolutionaries in America did not intend to start a new country. What they uh, wanted to was point. reform their relationship with England. Right? England said no, mm-hmm. um, and and so a break at some point was was required. If you know, if they truly felt like you know, these convictions of liberty and freedom and, and, and whatnot were, you know, so, so, so what I'm saying is, is I think that, that people say that, and I don't think that they're, I don't want to sound dismissive, but I don't think they're really thinking about what they're saying. Well, that's what I, that's kind of what I felt like too. I mean, even at the last time I, I used it, I'm like, is that really true? <laughs> you know, because it kind of, it kind of, you can find ways to get some teeth into it and it makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, well, maybe not. Maybe that's just something cheeky to say, right? It's something cheeky to say. There we go. So thank you for listening. No. <laughs> Did did Jesus want us to establish a new religion? Maybe a better question is, did Jesus intend for there to be 200 varieties of the <laughs> Christian faith that are all separate from each other? No. <sighs> you know, And did, if we would just go back to like the first century Christians did, worshiping our homes without musical instruments, <laughs> we could all be one once yeah. again. Oh, well, see, Only that's... Eight people that, Those are the... They're the next, that's the next leap that I'm not sure that's what we should do. (laughs) But, but, and that's also the theme of our, generally the theme of this podcast every week. So that we don't, we don't, I don't know. know. We almost captured something amazing there, but my mind just shut off. Sorry, guys. You know, that now, it, you know, this this type of debate um, at this point or discussion, whatever you want to call it, it's 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 almost that these are the type of things um, I've already used this phrase, but have have um, gained ground. I'll use that phrase. These are the type of distractions in our faith that have gained ground in where um, something can say, well, Jesus would be upset because we did this. Well, why? And then you can backfill 
the reasons and validate it. And all it can, all it does is, is create further division um, and so on. And so it's like, um, it's, it's a, it's a bad discussion we just had. It's a bad phrase, I think, in my opinion, that we shouldn't use loosely because it, it asks people to figure out why, and then there's going to be ways that you go down that row of figuring it out, like I said, that can cause further division and so on. Um, so with that in mind, I wonder about what, what both of you, and we don't have time. Oh, man, we don't have time. I don't even want to ask this question. Maybe this is part three of something. Um, but I'm curious if you feel like the, the name of Christianity or a name of Christians has just completely and utterly used its time of service. I mean, I know, how do you get away from being called Christians? But is that just a bad name now? I mean, do people look at it and go, ah, that's the anti-people, they're anti-this and anti-that? Oh man, that's a, that's a whole nother discussion. I was wondering. Okay, okay. So maybe we'll jump into that next time. Maybe not. Maybe at some point we will. So, um, Tom, final thoughts. I really enjoyed talking to you guys this morning. Thanks for showing up, Tom. We appreciate it. Everett, I'm good. All right. I'm not doing anything. I oh, we have another here. guest speaker here. Um, <laughs> Would, it, would you like to offer anything? <laughs> oh my gosh! Can he close us out? Right. <laughs> he's in there. He's in there playing with this uh, stuffed animal snake. So nice. Is this Satan coming after our conversations <laughs> about Jesus? Ah, I love it. I love it. All right, we'll wrap it up this time. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, we hope you enjoyed, and may the peace of the Lord. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.